0: We're going to be there today. I'm excited about the message today. I really believe it's going to inspire you, put hope into you. And that's the best thing about church, amen. We do all of this stuff, really, ultimately, we come into church to meet with God and to leave better than we came in. So I'm not sure what your week looked like, but I do believe that God can speak to you and do something in your life right now. We have finished our... uh, Series epistle, that's over and starting a new message, brand new message today from Deuteronomy chapter 7. This is what it says in verse 6 it says, For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession, out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord, listen to this set his love on you. I believe that's a word for someone today, that maybe you've just forgotten for a second, maybe you've just taking your eyes off the fact that God has set his love on you and chosen you. Praise him for that. For you were the fewest of all peoples, but it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand And redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore, this is a verse we're going to zero in on today. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. I want to preach a message today. This is the title, The Faithful God. The Faithful God. Come on, write that down. The Faithful God. God, let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your word today. God, we're grateful that every time we come into church, it doesn't have to be another going through the motions type thing, but it actually can be an encounter with you. It actually can be something where you completely revolutionize everything, Lord, and renew our minds and do something great in our lives. And so God, to that end, we pray, Lord, would you do that in us today? Would you speak to us? Would you teach us Would you bless us, Lord, as we come around your word right now? And Father, we pray the same for colonial kids. Lord, we thank you that you're building the next generation. You're doing something in their lives. In Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. Amen. I went to the bathroom just before I came up to preach. Probably don't want to know that. But as I was going past camera two over there, I saw my daughter, Maisie, on camera two this morning. And so there we go, praying for the generations. They grow up in the house of the Lord, and I got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Praise Him. Who God is or what God does. The two sides of the coin of faith. Who God is and what God does. If I could say that there's something missing today, 2022 in our church culture and maybe call it the Western culture of church that we have, what I could potentially see right now is a lack of understanding of the very nature of God. And that's what I want to talk about today, that maybe what's happened is that because we're so blessed by God, we've actually fallen more in love with His ways than Him as God. We've lost our focus and Instead, we've gone and focused on the blessings and the benefits and the the good stuff that comes from God. And maybe we've lost sight of God himself because that's backwards faith. To look at the things that God does and the blessings he brings into my life and to focus on those more than him is backwards. So I wanted to take this week and next week, we're going to talk about the attributes of God. We're going to talk about his nature, who he is, so that we don't lose sight of, maybe it's just a reminder that God is faithful. We should never put what flows from God to be bigger than God in our lives. We should never allow the things that come from God, the, 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 the blessings that come in, the, the the riches that come with the ways of God and following Him and being part of the family of God to take away or to diminish his character in our lives. And once we know his character, his attributes, we can then go on and be blessed by what he does in our lives. It's important to have the holy priority in place. And maybe you've been in church a long time and maybe no one's ever explained to you the attributes of God, who He is, His character, and I want to talk a little bit about that today from Deuteronomy. In this series, Epistle, we just finished, we looked at the New Testament letters. We took, looked at some of the sound doctrine that came from the letters that we now stand on today and the church was built on, and we need to understand what that is, and we need to understand a lot of that's got to do with how we live our lives as believers, as New Covenant, New Testament Christians. But sometimes it's just good to go back to the very beginning of our Bible and remember, Oh, this is God, and it says it right here. It says, "This is God." Let's read it again. Says the Lord, your God has chosen you. Look at verse nine. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. See, that's that's so so crucial. Maybe you get into a conversation with someone at work and they're not a Christian, they're not a believer, but they've got kind of ideas about, about, um, you know, gods or, you know, ideas of faith and things that might work or not work or, you know, they do readings or stuff like that. But this is the beauty about the God we serve is he is God. So if anyone ever asks you, what God do you serve? You can say right here, no, 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 my God is God. He is the one true God. I like to say this to people that don't believe that I talk to. I say, He is the God of the Bible, the God of Israel, the God who decided to define Himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's my God. Because the truth is, He's eternal. He he doesn't change. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But can I just encourage you, that's the best thing about the Word of God is God has decided it's his choice to define himself through this thing called the Bible. And so when we come around the things of God, we can look to the Word of God and know with certainty that God is God. And he's chosen to define himself and express himself and tell the world about who he is through his Word. So let's get into it. Point number one So what we've got to know today from the Word of God. And maybe this is just revision for you today, but I pray that this is a good, hearty, meal this morning. Number one, come on, write this down. God is faithful. And underline that word is, because it matters. God is faithful. It's His nature. And I don't know if you in your journey, you've thought about that. You've thought, I wonder who God is. I wonder what He's like. I wonder what His characteristics are like. I wonder if He's, I wonder what God is like. See, this comes from the immutability of God. This is like part of the, the attributes of God. In theology, we would call this the immutability of God. That's where his faithfulness extends from, comes from. What is the immutability of God? It simply is this. God doesn't change who he is. God can't change who he is. Be like, how is that possible? How can you say that? Well, just think about it. God is immutable. He doesn't change. This is why. Because if he could change, that means he could get better. Think about it. God can't get better because he's already perfect. This is the God we serve. He doesn't change. He doesn't doesn't change who he is. And from that place, he extends to us into our lives. And that's why we can say, man, God is faithful because he hasn't left me. God is faithful because he hasn't changed his mind about me. Come on, somebody, on Sunday morning. This is God. He is faithful. And yes, then we can go on and say God does faithful things in my life, but we've got to start right there. God is faithful. Let me show you another verse, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 3. says, But the Lord is faithful, and He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. That's a great verse to claim if you ever feel like you're under attack, that man, my God is faithful and He will guard me against whatever strategy is the enemy. He will guard me about whatever, whatever the enemy's trying to mess with me, anyone's trying to mess with me. God is faithful today and he will guard me because God is faithful. It's who he is. When you study this word in the Hebrew, his faithfulness. kind of gives you a bunch of root meanings, but one of the main ones is, is, is support. It's kind of what it means. It means that God is supportive. That he is, he is steadfast and he's supportive. Recently, I was part of a, a, little, a little project where I got to, got to see a foundation being laid. got to see a, a foundation for a house being laid and then I got to be a part of it. I got to actually help dig out where the footer was going to go and my lower back is still paying for it right now. But the footer was dug out and it was all around the outside and it was dug down you know, two feet and it was dug out and then it was poured in with concrete and there was steel that went into it and the steel came up from the concrete up high. And this is what I learned and I observed through this process was that it was all supportive. Everything in it was supportive and that support continues up and the whole foundation has equal support. And when I studied the Hebrew, it reminded me of this because that's what it's trying to say is that God is faithfulness in our lives, is this complete support in our lives. It's this structure of foundational strength is what the scripture describes. And And it gives this picture that everywhere in your life is supported by the faithfulness of God. Come on, is that good this morning or what? This is God. He is faithful. It just is who He is. He's faithful to us. He's our pillar of support. He's, he's our strength. It's our. It's our. He holds us up. Another other words you can look at and you can use is reliable. His faithfulness is reliability in our lives. People might come in and out and, and and be less reliable, more reliable. But God is faithful. He will always be reliable. Another word is verified. That, that God is has has he's verified his, his faithfulness is like total complete. Verification in our lives. Another word is trustworthy, confirming, supportive, enduring, steadfastness. This is who God is. It's his nature. And what, what I've learned is what we do is we we bring God's faithfulness down to the level of people's experience. We bring His faithfulness, which is told told to us in Scripture. And what we do is we we then transfer that down to an experience we've had with someone in our lives. We shouldn't do that because it's wrong. Because no one can measure up to the faithfulness of God. No one can ever be on the level that God is at because God is faithful no matter what. He's our reliable support. He's our firm, continuous, eternal support foundation. Come on, write this down. I serve a God who is faithful. I, he is faithful. It just, it, 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 There's never going to be a time in your life where God is not faithful, is what I'm trying to say. God just is faithful. It is who He is. He won't change that about Himself. So what does that mean? It means that His faithfulness, His character extends out from Him and one of the best examples we see in Scripture is Psalm 91. If you're, ever, if you're ever concerned about faith, God's faithfulness, if you're looking for His support, His protection, His covering, you've got to read Psalm 91, okay? But let me show you verse 4. He will cover you with His pinions and under His wings you will find refuge. Look at this. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. So let's break this apart. It says that he covers you. God's faithfulness covers you in life. You have a covering. The Hebrews, they, they would call it Sukkot, which is like a house, like a, like a covering. And they celebrate every year a feast. It's like the feast of covering. And, and, and they would go out into, into their yards and outside and they would build these makeshift tents and they would live in them for a number of days to remember the fact that even in the wilderness, God covered them. Covered them from the things and covered them from the, the elements and, and, and took care of them that even in the wilderness God provides. See, God, He provides covering through His faithfulness. Something else that He provides is refuge, which is a place to run to. You know, the very best thing we can do when the things of life get tough is run to God, not run away from God. And if there's one thing I've learned in my journeys as a believer, as I've faced tough times and I've faced some tough times in my life, that I'm so grateful that in that time I made the choice to run to God instead of away from God because now I know God is a refuge in times of trouble. He's a refuge. It's His faithfulness. And I don't know if there's someone in here today, the reason I'm preaching this message is because there's someone in here today that's facing a tough time and you feel like you're at the fork in the road. God, do I trust you or do I run the other way? God is saying to you, you can trust Him. He's your refuge. It's in His Word. You can believe it. Something else about God's faithfulness is it's a shield. What does it say? His faithfulness is a shield. His faithfulness is meant. It's actually provided for in His Word. It's it's part of the policy of being a believer and a son or daughter of the king is he will shield you. And I want you to think about this for a moment. God is probably shielding you right now from things the enemy is trying to do to you. There is things that you might be going through right now that you have no idea are happening, but God's faithfulness is providing a shield for you. And the arrows and the the attack, the strategies of the enemy, you're already being protected. Why? Listen to me, friend, because God is faithful. He's faithful and he covers you and he provides shield for you. When it says buckler or or rampant, that means like a defensive wall. God has already set a wall up in your life. The moment you said yes to Jesus, whoop, there you go, the walls. The walls of protection are up and God is providing a shield for you. This is his nature. I pray you get in this point. God provides a shield from the harsh winters of life. God provides a shield from the heat in the middle of the day. Spiritually speaking, God will provide through his faithfulness because he is faithful. It's his nature. It's who he is. Psalm 89, go back one, one chapter. Look at what it says in verse 13. You have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand. I remember as a kid look at holding my dad's hand, and I remember just thinking, it's so strong and big and could crush me. Look at what it says. Your strong is your hand, high your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Everywhere you go, can I just encourage you? God's faithfulness is already ahead of you. It's already gone before you. You go into that meeting this week, you're concerned about can I just encourage you? God's faithfulness is already there right now. He's prepared a way for you. His faithfulness extends from His nature. It's who He is and it goes into our future, into the places where maybe we have anxiety. Maybe we're worried about it. We have doubt. We're wondering how it's all going to work out. I want to encourage you today. His faithfulness has already gone before you and will meet you when you get there. It's faithfulness. God's faithfulness is not like anything else. So God is faithful. Number two, God will always be faithful. This is where God's faithfulness goes out. God will always be faithful. I've already talked about it. He can't change. He doesn't change the way he is. He doesn't decide he's going to wake up tomorrow morning, not have a coffee and be like, you know what? I don't want to be faithful anymore. God doesn't do things like that. It's not his character. God is faithful. Listen to me, friend, because God is eternal. He doesn't lie. He doesn't change. This is this is his nature. This is the outworking of his nature into the world and into the lives of his people. And this is why. It's because it's not based on us. I want, I want to show it to you again. Let's read the scripture off the top. This is really, really important. I, I really feel like this is for someone today. Look at verse 7. It was not because you were more in number than any other people. In other words, it's not because you're that great. that you get the faithfulness of God and that He's going to extend His love and His faithfulness into your life. It says, It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set His love on you and chose you for you were the fewest of all peoples. I love that. Because you might feel like the weakest of all peoples right now. You might feel like you don't have anything going on that's good right now, that God would recognise as good. Can I just encourage you? You are the perfect candidate for the love and for the grace of the Almighty God because that's exactly where He extends His faithfulness to. When you're weak, He's strong. When you feel faithless, praise God today, you've got a faithful God to look to every single day. God is faithful and God will always Be faithful. But how does that work? How does that come about? What is the outworking of this nature in our lives? Well, just look at creation. God gave me this revelation the other day. It was pretty cool. I want to share it with you. There's this repetitive nature to God's faithfulness, it's like it's always there. And then I was reading the scriptures and I read this verse in Psalm 19, verse 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. And the sky above proclaims his handiwork. And I feel like the Lord showed me this, that, that no matter what, his faithfulness is even expressed in creation. Have you ever noticed this? Every time we wake up in the morning, the sun comes up. You ever notice every time I go to the beach, it's like, wow, the water's right there. The sand is right there. Every time I, I, I watch a sunset, it's like, wow, all of a sudden, it's like, man, no matter what, the sun sets. And God showed me this. It's like, this is my faithfulness expressed in everything around you. Psalm 104, verse 24. Oh, Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom have you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the sea great and wide, which teems with creatures in immu- innumerable, living things both small and great. Even in creation, we see the faithfulness of God. Every day when you look up at the sky, it's the same sky that's there every day. It's like His love that's there every single day. When I go up to the mountains in North Carolina once a year to enjoy the mountains, it's amazing when I get there, the mountains are there. I'm just trying to illustrate for us that God's faithfulness is everywhere. It's all around us. It's, we're immersed in the faithfulness of God. But this is what we do is we forget that God's faithful. We get caught up in our distractions. We get caught up in, 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 in problems that happen. You know, sometimes we think we're going through this trial. I just think sometimes we just got to put our phone down and look around for a moment and be like, my goodness, you're good God. Because I can see you in everything as I look around, because he will always be faithful. But I wanted to give us just three ways we can remember faithfulness, that we can, we can focus in, we can see the outworking of faithfulness in our lives. The first thing I believe we've got to do is we've got to remember he's faithful. And this is a, this is a, uh, a rhythm. This is one of those things that I believe is just, if we can get good at remembering the faithfulness of God, this is going to help us but I want to challenge you this week to stop and to think of a time where he did not let you down. And then I want you to, I want you to be amazed at how quickly you find something, how quickly you remember God's faithfulness because it won't take long. We're called to be people of remembrance that that look back sometimes and remember the wonders of God and remember, come on, the prayers that were answered, the times that there were breakthrough in our lives, the times that God came through. But this is a rhythm. We need to remember the faithfulness of God and remember the things that He's done. This is how it happens for me is, is, is it usually happens in worship every week. I don't know if this happens to you, but this happens to me all the time. I'll be in worship I have my hands raised, I'll be singing and I'll go into the presence of God and He reminds me and I'm reminded of all the times in my life where He's been there for me, where He's picked me up when I was weak, when He showed up in my life, when I desperately need Him. It's in these times that I remember His faithfulness, but we need to be people that remember His faithfulness. The next thing we need to do is then we need to look for His faithfulness right now. I want to encourage you, keep a keen eye. Keep, keep a keen eye for God's faithfulness, because here's what I, I, I want to I bet on today, that He's being faithful to you right now. Because yeah, yeah. when we study that foundational scripture in Deuteronomy 7, where it talks about the foundational pillar of support that is God's faithfulness, that it holds up the whole structure of your life, that means that in your life somewhere right now, God's faithfulness is there. It could be in your kids' lives. It could be in your job. It could be in your family. It could be in a way that he's restored something recently. It could be in provision or blessing, but his faithfulness is all around you. But we've got to look for it. And the enemy wants you to not look for it. The enemy wants you to stay in your phone and stay frustrated and, 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 and get, get distracted by things. But I believe that we need to be people that are looking. I'm, I'm, I'm just always looking for God's faithfulness. I'm looking for His faithfulness. I'm looking for His favour. I'm looking for the way the Holy Spirit's working. I'm constantly looking for God's faithfulness in my life. I want you to think about this. There are so many ways that God works His faithfulness into our lives. But I just thought of one. That anyone at any time can walk into our church every week and hear the Word of God. You'll be like, well, what's so special about that? It's special because it's God's faithfulness to ensure that his word goes out to his people. And it's not just our church. It's churches all over the city and the county and all over the world. But it's the way that God is faithful to us is he gets his word to us. It reminds me of a verse in Jeremiah 1.12. It says, And the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. It's amazing when you just take a moment and look, God's faithfulness is everywhere in our lives. So once we've done that, once we've found it, once we've looked for it and we see it, we now need to walk in it. With fresh memory that he's faithful, having looked around and see how he's working right now, we can then walk out the season we're in with faithfulness in mind. This is how you can face today no matter how hard it is, because he is faithful. It means that you can go through the valley. If you're in a valley right now, can I just encourage you, you can get through that valley because he is faithful. You can trust today that your kids and your family are going to be okay because he is faithful and he will not change that about him and he won't let you down. You can forgive that person because he's faithful. You 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 can walk in humility. You can give up that thing. Because God is faithful. God is always faithful because He's eternal. You know, He's the forever God. And this is what separates our faith from everything else. You know, there's tons of strategies out there. Do you know that in every single age, there's all kinds of philosophies? How you do this, how you do that, how you get to God in this, how you can work to get to this, and how, you know, if you do these 10 steps to this, But here's the difference, is we serve the forever God. It says in that scripture in Deuteronomy, it says he keeps covenant and he keeps his word to a thousand generations. This is why we can walk in faithfulness. This is why we can be reminded all over again that God is faithful because whether it's today or if it's in a thousand years, God will still be faithful. He will still be there. He will still be in your life because he can't change it about himself. He's decided, and this is the weight of God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness is precise. God's faithfulness has been weighed. You know how we know that? We can look to the cross. And we see the fulfillment of God's faithfulness is through Jesus Christ crucified. You know, we see the depth of the faithfulness of God through the cross, The extent of His faithfulness extends to the life and the sacrifice, listen to me, friend, of His one and only Son. You wanna know how faithful God is? That's how faithful He is. He's showing us, He's showing us the depth of His faithfulness. He's showing us His willingness to meet us where we're at. That's how faithful He is. We know because we have the cross and the story of the gospel and the redemptive power of Jesus Christ and His love working in our lives. We know how faithful God is because He sent Jesus for you and for me. That's how faithful God is. We don't need to to, to look anymore. We don't need to to search anymore to see, well, how far will God go? How far is He going to extend to reach me? We see it in the cross. We see it in the resurrection. We see it in the early church, and we're still seeing it today. God is faithful. Would you stand with me? You know, God made covenant with Abraham. And I love that Bob talked about that today. You know, the Holy Spirit's working through this whole service. In our team rally this morning, Tim shared a verse in 1 Peter chapter 2 about how the people of God are God's chosen possession. Not knowing that I was going to bring out Deuteronomy chapter 7 where God says, you are my holy possession. And then Bob starts talking about the covenant that God's made with His people through Abraham that now continues through us and in us in Galatians chapter 3. But God has made covenant with His people and He's made covenant with you, which means this, He will always be faithful to you. It doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter how bad the struggle is. It doesn't matter how great things are. No matter what. That's the consistent in our lives. It's God's faithfulness to us. We see it in Hebrews 6, verse 13. It says this, He guaranteed it with an oath, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement. To hold fast to the hope that's set before us, we have this as a sure and steadfast anchor for the soul." A hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. God's faithfulness extends and it will never stop extending. It will never stop going out. It will never stop being before you. Everywhere you go in life, everything that you set your hand to, every every step forward you take in life, can I just encourage you, God's faithfulness goes with you and it's there before you even get there. God will always be faithful. I wanna pray for people today, that you came in today and it's just like, man, I, I don't know how things are gonna work out. I'm stepping into this big situation. I've got a season head I'm stepping out to do something and I don't know how it's going to work out. Or maybe you're in the middle of a big old mess and you're wondering, is it going to work out? Will God show up for me? I'm so glad you came to church today because I preached for 30 minutes to say one thing. God is faithful. He won't let you down. He hasn't let anyone down and He's not going to start with you. So with every head bowed, eyes closed, Friend, if that's you today, you're going through a tough time, you're wondering, you're, you're anxious, you're, you're fearful, you're doubting, if, you, if that's you today, can you just lift up your hand? I want to pray over you. I want to pray into your life. I want to pray God's faithfulness into your life, even if it's just remembrance, even if it's just beginning that rhythm of reminding you that God is faithful. Holy Spirit, you see all the hands that are raised. You see the hearts that are open. And God, I just thank you right now that you're working your faithfulness into your people right now, that it's going before them. And Lord, right now you're reminding people of how much you love them. You're reminding your people of how deep your love is for them, Lord. And we look to the cross. We thank you for Jesus today because it's your love that was put on display for us. So we respond, Lord, by saying you are faithful. And we thank you that you will always be faithful. In Jesus' name.